Hello and welcome back to Collector and Son for another episode of Collector and Son. I'm your host, John, and with me as always is my old man. And this is Bob, the Collector. And the Collector, your fans are back and in full force as per usual. Yay. <laughs> Need that. Yeah, that's the... The stuff that keeps you going, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't get paid, so I need some uh, some positive reinforcement here. You don't get paid yet, but with the way that this podcast is going, who knows? Dad might, off. might end up being your early retirement, where all you have to do <laughs> is talk about everything you've collected, and you can go to shows and get things that you want and then show it off, and that can be your yeah. job. How does that sound? I'd be all right with that. I'd like that. I'd be okay. All right, awesome. Well, let's keep rolling then so people keep coming to like the page and like our podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the collector and his Harmon hunt and some eBay cards that I may or may not have picked up. And then we're going to talk about college football athletes being able to be compensated for their play now and how that will impact the sports trading card community. So, without further ado, Dad, why don't we open this box? All right, let's do it. All right, so let's start out with the Harmon Hunt. How's that been going? <laughs> I've slowed down a little bit too much. I haven't done anything recently, which is disappointing, but I just haven't had a chance to do much about it and look that closely, and actually, I blame you for that. Uh, what did partially. I do? You started asking me about some old cards, football-related, Bart Starr cards, which got me looking at some Bart Starr cards. So I've kind of switched gears a little bit and been looking at some you know, 1960-style Bart Starr cards. I don't really have any. I've got one of his from, I think, 69, but I don't have any um, other cards of Bart Starr. And the one that I have has got a crease in it. Um, it's nice to have because it's Bart Starr, but... I don't really have any other cards of his. Uh, you know, I, as Harmon is to to me in baseball, Bart Starr is the same way in football. So, so I started looking at Bart Starr cards on eBay, but they were a little too pricey at this point. So um, I'm continuing to look at those, and hopefully I can pick one up in the near future, uh, and as well as a Harmon card. But haven't done much, like I said. So I'm just kind of at a little standstill. But uh, Hopefully I'll get you know a few more here in the next couple weeks or months. Well, there's a 1963 Bart Star card on eBay right now, a PSA at three, forty dollars. Buy it now. Yeah, see that seems a little pricey to me. Because I think I looked it up for you on the Beckett, and I think what did I say? It was like seventy five bucks or something for a, a near mint card. You know, so that's probably grading it at six or seven. And here you got a three that they want forty bucks for. That seems a little much. You know, if it was in the 20 to 30 range, I'd probably be all over that one. But I don't know. The three is it's not bad. I mean, like I said, I'm not buying it for the um, – to resell it, I'm buying it just because, you know, it's one of my favorite players of all time just to have as part of the collection. So if that's the case, if I'm willing to go down to a, you know, graded three, I don't want to pay the price that you'd pay for like a five or a six. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And you mentioned... Is it one of those you can make an offer? No. No, okay. 
Well, I noticed that and you gave me this hint that if I like it or if I put it as a favorite or whatever they call it on eBay, that I've had this happen to me and it makes it happen to you too, that the seller, if they don't sell it right away, might offer it to me for you know, a reduced price and then maybe I'll grab it. Yep, that's happened so, to me. I'll take a look. I've been all over eBay recently and you mentioned that I got you distracted with the yeah, Bart Star card and yeah that is my fault I apologize but for those of you who are wondering as you're well aware we talked about it on this podcast I picked up the Jordan Love aka Air Jordan a gem mint 10 autographed rookie card silver wave from Leaf and ever since then I've kind of had this idea in my head that I want to get all of the Packer quarterbacks graded a card of theirs at least graded gem mint 10 in the case of bart star though just a, a graded psa graded card of his because a gem mint 10 would be well out of my price range that's gonna be crazy yeah well same with the rogers you're not gonna be able to find a rogers card a psa 10 for a decent price anywhere out there well i did Probably same with Favre. you did i did um it's not his rookie card it's just a normal you know 2020 Panini Zenith Artist Proof card that is numbered out of 46, I believe. Okay. And what, did you pay about five, 600 for it? No, I actually made an offer on it. I had it on my watch list for a little while. The guy didn't make me an offer. So I made an offer of $78. It was free shipping, and he accepted it. Wow. What was the original price of it? The original price was... A hundred dollars. Okay. So I got wow. a, I got a little bit good. off. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good deal. I'm a little. Yeah, anytime you're PSA ten, I think that's a good deal because I mean you're paying for the grading. That's you know thirty thirty five bucks whatever, and so that's already done for you. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure how good of a deal I made if I made a good deal or not, but I had been watching a lot of PSA tens of Rogers for a while, and one that I was watching went for 65 A couple that I was bidding on went for, you know, in the hundreds. And then I looked at this one, and I was like, well, this one's numbered out of 46 And so at least it has some value in that way. Like, not a lot of these were made. Where the other ones were just common Rogers cards that were graded gem and 10. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm good at 10. I think that's a good deal. It may have been stupid, but... I did it, so there we are. Now you got two gem mint tens back quarterback. Now I just need Barb. Yeah, but are you going to go through all of them? Are you going to look for the Scott Hunter card from the early mid seventies? Are you going to look for the uh, just the Hall of Famers, David, David Whitehurst and John Hadle and who's the other one? Um, Randy Wright, <laughs> all those guys. John Mikowski. You could go all out, you know, and get all those guys. No, just just the Hall of Famers, except for Jordan Love, obviously. He's not one oh, okay. yet, but he might be in the future. So. He will be. I yeah, think that's so. A, that's a no-brainer. Yep. yep, we've had pretty good luck with quarterbacks, so I think that'll continue. But other than that, that's all I've done on eBay this last week. But I, I've at least done something, unlike you and your Harmon Hunt. You don't even move on that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully I'll pick it up here in a little bit. I've been kind of busy with work and with uh, other stuff around the family event type stuff, so we'll see when things slow down again. 
Yeah, that that'll be interesting. And I know we we talked about I bought you a few boxes, and I've been too busy to come home and open those with you, and that's been you know itching at me. I really want to get those opened and see if we can get anything cool. Yeah, you never know what might be in there waiting for us. Someone actually hit us up on Instagram because I posted both boxes and asked which one we should open first, and the guy said that if we get anything cool from the Illusion box to hit him up and let him know because he must be really into those. So that was pretty cool. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, now these are football ones, right? Yep. Both of them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to opening those up, but yeah, I'm waiting for you to come home so we can do that. Hopefully sooner rather than later, but we'll see. I'm going to be yeah. headed to Milwaukee here, well, as this Ooh. podcast is coming out, for going to the Deer District for Game 6. So hopefully that goes well. <laughs> this podcast isn't blowing up that much yet. <laughs> Did you see that at the game, uh, I think it was Game 4, that Kareem was there along with the big O and John McLaughlin? McLaughlin. So what you're telling me is I went to the wrong one because I went to game three. Oh, yeah, I think it was game four that they were there. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw that. They showed them coming to the game. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm guessing they'll be there for game six coming up as well. Very cool. Well, I'll let you know. I don't know if they had Bob Dandridge and the other ones there. I made an appearance on a TV station that is live in – Mexico, so that was pretty cool. Got to yell, oh, really? Yeah, I got to yell "Go Bucks" and all that fun stuff right next to the. Oh, they put you on the right next to the they border. You? Yeah, no, they didn't interview me, but I was just one of the crazy fans that was screaming. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty exciting to be down there. I'd love to go to the game, but yeah, how much did you say the tickets were? Quite a lot. Yeah, that's probably just a cheap seat. They're standing room only. No, <laughs> which so no court side seats. That probably other. wouldn't work for me anyway, but. Yeah. <laughs> so let's yeah, get into the in let's get into the real meat of this podcast, which is NCAA athletes are now able to make money, which is really cool for them, and that's awesome. And how do you think that's going to affect the collecting game? I've been looking up some things, and eBay has reported having a 142% increase in trading card sales from 2019 to 2020. So, I mean, the business is still booming. So now it that is. now yeah, that college cool. football athletes and college basketball athletes can get their get their stuff out there like that, how do you think that's going to go? Well, I think you're going to see them at the shows, you know, the, at least the big-name players. that they'll set to appear at the shows and, you know, get paid for that, which will be kind of fun to see. Uh, the college players, um, depending on who they are, but you know, somebody like a Trevor Lawrence, that's you know, probably the biggest name in college football past year, past two years. I could see him at like the national, but I'm sure the prices will be pretty pricey to get his autograph. But it'd be kind of cool to see, and I'm sure that's going to be happening a lot if you're going to see them at the shows. Yeah, I think so too. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of prices they're able to charge because they're going to be able to set their own prices, they're not going to have to have. You know, Clemson say, "Hey, you can only you have to sign for this amount of money, or right. this, that, or something else." So that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It's going to open up the shoulders, I think, a little bit more of the autograph guests. I don't know 
just with my philosophy, if I would be that excited to get the autographs of these guys, because again, there's plenty of, you know, stories or examples you can give of these stars in college that, you know, didn't make it in the, in the pros or they did, but they didn't do much. Or, you know, unfortunately you've got the cases where they, um, you know, get injured in their first year and never, you know, were able to recover hundred percent and were never the same. Yeah. Or you've got the, um, the Ryan Lee situation, you know, the great in college and, you know, could have been a first round pick for number one overall, ended up being number two overall. And this was a flop in the NFL, you know, so you, you know, if he was at the show circuit back in the, in the nineties or so, when he was a college player, I'm sure he would have been charging a lot for his autograph or, um, the show promoters would have been charging, you know, fans a lot. And what would that autograph be worth now? Or you've got the Tony Mandridge, Tony Mandridge case, who you know, where we thought was a no-brainer, going to be a Hall of Fame tackle, and he just fizzled out and was never what everybody expected him to be in the NFL. So I think I would avoid it as much as probably, uh, unless it's a sure thing. But there's just never a sure thing. You just never know. We thought Tony Mandridge, Mandridge was a sure thing. So. Well, my question is, how much of a difference is it? from them actually being in college versus them being a fresh rookie and just drafted. Right. Yeah. And again, I try to avoid those rookies just drafted just because I don't know what to expect from them. Now I've had some examples where I, you know, went against my rule and it, it paid off with Peyton Manning. Got his, um, and Drew Brees. Both of them are, you know, pretty much fresh out of college, um, had been drafted, you know, in the, and then they were signing before their first year, and of course, those turned out to be Hall of Famers. But we've also had the cases where we got somebody's autograph, you know, their first year, thinking they were going to be a phenom, and they didn't do anything. Again, the Dontrell Willis situation. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. Now, one thing that will make it different, difficult, excuse me, is group licensing deals will make full college sets almost impossible. And this is coming from an article on Forbes.com if you want to read it for yourself. But however, individual cards and player theme cards are likely what fans can expect to see. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see. So for you know players like Trevor Lawrence while they're in college, yeah, they're going to be able to make a ton of money off of their card because people are good to say hey that's the quarterback for Clemson however you know the left tackle for Clemson that's like hey I keep Trevor Lawrence upright all day <laughs> he's not as much of a superstar so he might not even get a chance to sign a card and might not right. make a lot of money off it like where people are going to be thinking they're going to be getting six figure deals maybe they won't yeah and you always wonder if that's going to cause some chemistry issues with the team you know is it going to be in jealousy with the with the linemen or the guys that are less well known, um, that aren't making those type of deals, and you got the quarterback or the running back making you know millions in their endorsement deals, and like you said, the left tackle that's protecting these guys or opening the holes, or the the guards or the center, or whatever, aren't seeing anything. But then again, I mean, you could say that, but isn't that already the case that you know they don't get any attention where the the star players get all the media attention and all the everyone talks about them. Right, and yeah, they, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't know. I 
it's a good thing because I don't think they should be. And why, why should the NCAA get the money for their likeness? You know, why can't the insurance the players? And it makes total sense that they're getting getting paid. Right. And one thing is they won't be able to use their team logos or team names for really? these cards because that's the that's the school. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens and. It'll be interesting to see with Tops because you know how Tops is doing their on-demand series this year, where when something big happens in the MLB, for example, oh, yeah, Shohei Otani throwing his hundred mile an hour fastball in the All Star game, boom, they have a card out designed by yeah. artists immediately, and then that's you know on the market. So it would be interesting yeah. to see because college athletes now could maybe profit off of their highlight performances or heroic performances, where say. Last second Hail Mary touchdown, Trevor Lawrence to Amari Rogers, and then that's encapsulated in a tops card. That's then a one of one, and those guys can sign it and make money off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be different. But I think it's I think it'll be a good thing. And obviously football and basketball will be the big targets for all the people they're gonna to want to go get the, as we mentioned, you know Trevor Lawrence or in basketball the Jalen Suggs cards or Cade Cunningham, if you will. But I think this will be cool as well for college sports like women's volleyball and women's soccer. They have huge, large, loyal fan bases, and now they're gonna be able to make a little bit of money off of this because they can have their own cards and people will want those. Right, yeah, yeah, or other endorsement deals from local businesses or other, you know, national companies could sign them as well and they can make some money. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. But, yeah, as you said, you know, it's only going to be the surefire first-round picks that really make the big bucks. And it's going to kind of be like minor league baseball players when you get a minor league baseball box or whatever and you get, you know, Hanley Ramirez. At the time, you have no idea. If Hanley Ramirez is going to make it, yeah, he might be a number one prospect, but he could really flop out. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, but I think it's a really cool thing that the NCAA is finally allowing players to get paid, and hopefully they can all at least make enough money to eat normally while they're in college. Yeah, yep, no, that makes total sense. So, if you could get one college athlete right now that you would bet on, who would you get and why? <laughs> oh boy, I guess I don't know really. I mean, I I don't know who the up and coming you know star football players are going to be in basketball. I, I guess I haven't followed enough. I mean, everybody's sort of Trevor Lawrence, and you know, but that was. That was last year, you know. He's already in the NFL now. I don't know who is number one out there. Who's the guy that the buzz everyone's talking about? More than likely a quarterback. Those guys kind of come on the scene out of nowhere. I mean, there's no Trevor Lawrence where you usually have it, but it's mostly like elite defenders right away that seem to be the guys. But the number one guy this year is a quarterback, and that's Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. He's Kind of projected uh-huh. as the 2022 
first round pick. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yep. I just saw his name, and this is what we were just talking about. This fits in perfectly. <laughs> like we uh, actually uh, practiced this, or that we um, did some prep work with, which we didn't. <laughs> but I just saw the national, which is going to be in two weeks in Chicago, as we mentioned before. They added a guest, and that guest's name was Spencer Rattler. And I was like, who in the world is Spencer Rattler? I've never heard of the guy. But now I know. So he's the next Trevor Lawrence, and look at that. He's a college player that's going to be at the National, and he just made himself some money, which last year that wouldn't have been the case. So now I know who he is. I was just going to – that's so funny. I just – before we got on the phone, I was going to look him up to see, but then, you know, we, we did this first. And after the call, I was going to check it out and see who he was, but now I know. Yeah, you you mentioned that we didn't do any prep work. Maybe you didn't do any prep work. (laughs) But yes, I had this planned in my back pocket the whole time. Spencer (laughs) Rattler is a college player who will be at the National. And, well, Collector, what say you about that? Well, again, I don't think I would get his autograph unless... I knew a little bit more about him if they say he's a, oh my goodness, he's a surefire Hall of Famer, which is, again, you just never know one hit to the knee and they could be, that could be the career. So, I mean, you hate to see that happen, but you just, depending on the price. I mean, if it's a, it's a decent price on the autograph, I would, I would be interested, but if it's going to be two $300, you know, the price that you pay for, you know, somebody that is a Hall of Famer or, a surefire Hall of Famer that's been in the league for, you know, 10 years and you know they're going to make it. Yeah, I don't think I'm willing to pay that kind of price for somebody that's still in college, but if it's, you know, a good price at, you know, $50, $100 range, I might think about it. Well, he's going to be the first player to publicly sign. It's going to cost wow. $150 per autograph, $60 per inscription, and $150 <laughs> to take a photo with him. $150 for the photo op? Yep. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, that's too much for me. They have to be, you know, the, the Peyton Manning to the world at that price for me. I, I mean, that seems like his type of price that I'd be paying. I'm not going to pay for... Uh, like kids still in college that price and and it's just too too risky for me to spend that kind of money. It's interesting though, with the new. It could be Tom Brady, which and you know Tom Brady now. If you want his autograph on an eight by ten, you don't get. He doesn't come to the shows. You got to get it through a private signing, and those are like two thousand dollars. So yeah, I mean, if he's the next Tom Brady, then you made a good investment. But you know, what's the chances of that happening? Or the next Aaron Rodgers. It's interesting because this new rule that went in effect on July 1, the name, image, and likeness rules for the NCAA. So Rattler is really kind of taking advantage of this, which is smart. This is what you got to do if you're if you're this kind of guy. Like, think about how much money Trevor Lawrence could have made while he was in college. Oh, he would have made a fortune. But, I mean, he's making it now. <laughs> He's not hurting for, you know, next meal. But he has his own logo, his own merchandise, and he signed a deal with Raisin Canes to promote them as well. So, Who did that, Rattler? Or? Rattler. Okay. So that's interesting. 
and this comes from the actionnetwork.com. So if you're interested to go read it, you can find this article there. But yeah, that's kind of what they have to do because, like I said, you're not able to use you know, the, the Oklahoma stuff for this type of autographs. And so now he's well, got his own logo. Oklahoma helmets and stuff and Oklahoma jerseys, right? I believe so. I haven't seen anything saying that he that can't. They could say, no, he can't do that. He, it's just if, like, Pops put the card out of him, they can't have the Oklahoma logo on there or something, which is weird. I don't know why that's a big right. deal. It's just stupid. Everybody knows it's the Oklahoma helmet. I hate it when they used to do that with some cards that they would take the logo off the helmet. Everybody knew who the, the player was and what team they played for. Yeah, so how about that? The yeah, first interesting stuff. player to... Publicly signed will be Spencer Rattler at the national convention. Yeah, convention, I wish I could go to. <laughs> I'm so frustrated because PSA is going to be there grading cards, and you know we could take our Rubio slash Steph Curry slash James Harden card there to get it graded, and they could have it done in a couple of days. You know while you're still at the show, but unfortunately, as we mentioned before, I've got uh, my daughter's softball tournament her last one for the season, so. I don't think I can get out of that. Probably not. <laughs> but it, but like I said, the good thing is is that there's Labor Day weekend. There's a show, so you know, just four to five weeks later, there's another show in Chicago. It's not the national, so it's not quite as big, but it's still pretty big. And hopefully, PSA will be down there. I haven't heard that they will be, but it'd be nice if they would be, so that we could get some cards graded there. Will be interesting as well. Upper Deck's going to be using a software called SPRY, which helps college athletes kind of navigate what they can and can't do with these rules, mm. so they can't get in trouble. So it'll be interesting to see what Upper Deck oh. comes out with with their cards, and yeah, that'll be awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, that's good. Good on their part. So we'll see what all transpires sure in the future. I'm sure they're hoping to get exclusive contracts, you know, because they did that with, with certain players that, and Hall of Famers as well, that they could only, you know, the autograph card that would be inserted in the packs would they had an exclusive deal, so they couldn't go to a different company and do the same thing. That only, they would only sign upper deck items, things like that. So I'm sure that's what they're hoping for with these college players and stars. Right, and here's a direct quote from that Forbes article where it says, Athletes are unallowed to partner with their institutions for NIL deals, which is the the deals that they can now sign, the name, image, licensing deals, nor they are permitted to use their logos. So, there you go. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. It will be. New world up there. Collecting. Name, images, and likeness, excuse me. But yes. Oh, that's the NIL. Okay. Yep. But this will be gotcha. this will be interesting and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well one thing that I didn't think about as well, Dad, is that, you know, you being a big K State guy, let's say Kansas State basketball makes a run. And do you remember that magical season where they were once number one, and that was with Colin Klein? Oh, right, in football. Right. So now you could maybe try to pick up, like, a Colin Klein. 
Kansas State yeah. autograph, like when he was there, and that would be kind of cool. Yeah, no, see, somebody like that, I'd probably be willing to get their autograph just because I'm a Kansas State fan, and it'd be cool to have it on a Kansas State helmet. Not that I'd expect to make money off it, but it would be something that I'd have in my collection, and just I would, it'd be fun to have. Well, it should be interesting to see what happens with all the NIL rules now by the NCAA, and shows are going to be that much more interesting. Right, definitely. Well, I think that wraps up another episode of Collector and Son. We hope you guys enjoyed. If you want to, you can follow us on Instagram at collector underscore and underscore son. You can follow us on Twitter at collector underscore and underscore son. You can follow us on Facebook at collector and son. And you can like and subscribe on our YouTube channel at Collector and Son to stay up to date with everything going on with Collector and Son. Any final thoughts on the NIL? No, I think it's I like you said it'll be uh, be a little different, and the shows are going to definitely open up to additional guests, and um, I, I'm you know looking forward to seeing what it entails and what kind of prices they charge, and you know you think that maybe they'd come in at a more reasonable price level but it depends on the player you know like you said this Spencer Rattler if he's supposed to be the number one guy and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence would have been pretty pricey too but maybe some of the you know the, the guys like the Mari Rogers type players that are the second third round type picks they might come in at a pretty reasonable rate and if you're a fan of that college I think that you know I would definitely be interested in buying some of those you know just like I said for the, the fact of having that on your shelf not necessarily that they're going to become Hall of Famers, but it'd just be kind of fun to have a, a Kansas State helmet, for example, if you're a Kansas State fan um, in your collection. Definitely. All right, well, until next time, remember to keep it mint. No, 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 keep it gem mint. Keep it, give it a 10. All right, everybody, keep it gem mint, and we'll see you later. All right, bye for now. Mm-hmm.